0: Hi, I'm Dube Menakaia and welcome to the LPB podcast. Now before the actual show, I just wanted to give you a bit of background about what the podcast is, you know what I'm saying, what it means and what we're trying to achieve with with the podcast. It stands for life, passion and business. And I view that as the kind of new model for the next generation of young entrepreneurs. You know, whatever we're doing, um, it's about having a better life and, and using our experiences to find something with an underlying purpose um, to create that business and create that future that we want but it's not all about the money um, and it's not necessarily that you even have to have you know what I'm saying, a business idea to be listening and to be learning and that was my... that was why I created this project in the first place because when I had dreams, you know, becoming an entrepreneur so to speak and and, and that's the kind of life that I wanted to live. Like I started listening and and watching and and seeing what the great entrepreneurs were doing and what they were saying and and that kind of influenced my thinking and the way I thought. So my fear is that if I could try and bring this um to the next generation, because there's so many great, you know mean entrepreneurs out there doing so many crazy things and so many things we can learn from, both young and old. But my focus is more on on the young entrepreneurs, you know, my generation, because I feel it's important that we learn and that we learn from each other. So that's really the background behind this project. You know, I've struggled with a lot of things in my life. I've struggled to get stuff off the ground. You know, those those innate human fears of even starting a project and how will it look like? I mean, this whole podcast was it was a struggle, and um, that's why it was great to finally do it and just get it off the ground. And, that's what me and the first guest Andrew Warner will talk about and Andrew's a really really cool guy Um, he's he's more than cool he's he's awesome like the stuff that we get into we talk about fear and getting projects off the ground and and that struggle um, of just trying to do something consistently and and how he Faced those struggles and got to the point where he is today, where he's interviewed like over 900 entrepreneurs from all walks of life. Mixergy.com is like a highly successful website, but he still wants more and he still feels he hasn't done enough, which is really interesting. And you know, we also touch on how to actually connect with people like what he does, how he would email people, you know, how he's got some of these amazing guests that he's had on his show. Um, and then you know the actual technical details of interviewing and for first episode obviously (laughs) there's a there's a few things that are not quite right but I I think it's I think it's pretty good I think it's pretty awesome And, and I hope you enjoy listening to it like this is episode one we've got a lot more episodes coming and yeah I just wanted to make this intro just to let you know what it's about what we're trying to achieve this is all part of the GOTB network, GOTB stands for Getting Off The Bench, and it's a process, you know, to get into the game and to really play that game that we want to play in life, it's a process, and and some of us want to play a bigger game, so we have to be training and learning, that was my theory anyway, it's another part of it. But yeah, I just wanted to let you know about that and who I am, I'm Dubem, I'm from UK, Essex, just outside of London, you know, I've, I've loved entrepreneurship. I love what it's about that vision of creating something and going on that journey and you know learning different aspects about your life and also about business that can help you grow both of them in general so that's what i'm trying to achieve with this podcast and, and help the next generation of young entrepreneurs uh, for the music credit to mike marino beats shout out to mike marino beats his link is down below some lovely smooth hip-hop beats and he's got some nice tracks on there so check out his soundcloud so without further ado let's get into it there you go all right it's all you now. hi hi and uh, welcome to the lpb podcast life passion business part of the GOTB network uh, i'm duben menakaia your host self-proclaimed entrepreneurship junkie and uh, artist writer lover of life and just yeah. trying to live my dreams uh today uh my first guest is andrew warner uh someone i respect the founder of Mixergy.com, where he interviews he's interviewed 969 entrepreneurs including the founder of wikipedia jimmy wells and uh uh, living legend, of course, Gary Vaynerchuk, as well right. as a fan. You know what
1: happens when you interview someone who's done 900 plus interviews? I'm going to probably turn the tables and start asking you
0: questions <laughs> and I'm going to be <laughs> evaluating the whole thing. I've heard you. I heard you. I heard you. Uh, I, 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 heard you. Um, I do heard, that, right? I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah you, I've have got you. a list so, of questions. So I've been
1: thinking about you all week because of our last conversation. It was like a 10-minute conversation and I've been thinking about you all week. i got so much to say.
0: Dude, I'll be thinking about you all week too. I mean, I I feel I just let you play on me first because it's a good it's good for me actually, so you know, people can get to know me and, and kinda of where I came from and my journey as a way to get into you, you know, because in a way that's helpful because
1: Gary Vaynerchuk's the one who introduced us. And Gary introduced yeah. us, you asked me questions about doing interviews, and the very first thing I asked you was, Can I see your webpage? And yeah, and what did you say?
0: I said, uh, we're still working on that. Still working on it.
1: <laughs> and then you showed me the theme that you had in mind. It was nice. It was a Pinterest-inspired theme, lots of different uh, uh, boxes on the site. And I said, yeah. dude, you cannot run that. You have to run the crappiest first version. You can get <laughs> up. No waiting. No more hesitating. Within a week, you need to put something up. And I got to tell you, you, did it. I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. And. uh you inspired me like you really gave me that extra push to you know what I'm saying I said TV. go
1: use that what was it the 2013 or the 2010 theme yeah, for that, WordPress yeah, the ugly ugly that, stuff that, from way back that
0: old that that WordPress bullshit. I can't you know I can't be looking at I crazy saw you
1: I could sense over the phone that you were hurt that I said it because you're a guy who's got style, I'm looking at your hair, you obviously, you care about the way you look and you have a vision for your business and I pushed you to go ugly. Now tell the truth now that it's not, it's not ugly, but it's not as beautiful as you wanted. How does it yeah. feel to have this up there?
0: It feels, uh, it feels amazing. It feels yeah? amazing, yeah, yeah, you know. Just okay. to create something and something that from your head, even though it's not, you know, the best thing it could be. Like just to have it out of reality, like it's it's amazing. So.
1: And So. We all do this, where we want to launch something, but we have this bigger ver- vision, this bigger version in our heads. And I pushed you to do it. Why mm. do you think that there was a hesitation? Why do you think you couldn't have done this without me, without me pushing and saying, "Let's talk in a week, and we have to have the side up."
0: I think um, I think sometimes in life you you need like moments or, or you know experiences which connect the dots, which you already know deep down, but. But because you know we're all we're all human, like we can't do things by ourselves. As much as everyone wants to paint the picture of the self-made man, like everyone needs someone else and certain moments. And like you know, there's been a lot of moments in my life that's triggered different things, and that that's one of the moments. You know what I mean? So i always remember that, and I'll always be thankful for that. And I'll always be thankful for this as well, first interview on the LPB podcast. So. <laughs> I did
1: say I will be the first person on there. You don't even need your your recording equipment. I'll record for you. I'm just so eager for you to get started with whatever you have. You know, here's another thing that I've noticed. I interview a lot of entrepreneurs, and I ask them what was their first version, and then say they say things like, well, my first version was ugly. But today, mm. in order to even get started, you have to have a nice design, that design mm. is just the ticket into the, into the game. And I want to respect them when they say it, but I also have mm. to say from my point of view, no way. There is mm. no ticket to entry. It's not about design. It's not about experience. No one can tell me I need a ticket,
0: right? Mm, and definitely. the same
1: people who today say you have to have a nice design in order to start your business, are the people who would have said years ago, you have to wear nice clothes before you go into a business meeting. You have to have mm. a nice office before you can have before you can start a company. And mm. we proved as tech entrepreneurs, especially, it's not about the the fact that I'm wearing a suit or not wearing a suit. I can wear jeans mm. and still be more and still be productive. It's about what do I do. And the same mm. thing about a website. It's not about whether your your website is dressed in a suit or dressed in jeans. The fact that it mm-hmm. shows up is most important. And the fact that you show up with it, and then you just keep adding and adding and improving. And designing it and i could see when you have this th- there's Definitely. something to work with now
0: we're gonna take it away i mean it's like the quote i mean people who know me will know like i always live by this quote and and it's like woody allen said like 80 percent of life is showing up you know so so when you just show up and when you just put something out there uh, uh, you know when you you're present in the moment like the, res- the respect goes up and then it comes out of your head and, and then you have to let it go because as, you know, uh, entrepreneur, creative, when you have an idea, like, it's like your baby, you know, and, and you don't want to let it out there. It's like when you send your kid to school for the first time, you're going to be worried, like, oh, the other kids is going to pick on him. How are they going to be able to handle that experience? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, oh, they, my kid is not as good as I thought they was sort of thing, you know, but like you'll never know until you put it out there and that's that was all part of the whole getting off the bench brand like that's that's what it's about it's about yep. helping people get into the game But
1: gotv.tv like, is get off the bench yeah
0: all right it's, it's actually getting because i view it as a process as in terms of uh, i i don't want people to feel like oh my god i have to do something oh, i have to start this because because i feel like there's at the same time that it used to be like, oh my God, this guy's an entrepreneur. That's really cool. Now it's a bit inverse for the young generation. There's a little bit of more pressure there. You know what I'm saying? There's pressure to do that tech startup. There's there's pressure to to be like, you know, the person who's your age and who's making a million pound or something, yes. you know? And, and I feel like we should bring it back to like that learning, you know, learning about ourselves in the process of doing things, you know what I mean. I don't just want people to sit down and wait a lot. I want you to be learning and doing things, and of course, listening to the LPB podcast. And GMT. all right, so
1: now, what do you want to learn? How can I, how can I be of service here today?
0: Well, you know, the LPB podcast is all about life, passion, a business. Okay, and I feel like those are the three, you know, uh, motivating factors in in any successful enterprise. So, you have a successful venture, and, and you've. You know, your life has been a journey um, and, and there's tips that you've learned along the way that have obviously enhanced your life. Um, you know, I read, for example, that you, you do meditation and, yes. and, you know, you're very spiritual and I feel like that that kind of element, uh, as well as the passion that you have for helping other ones. Yeah, I'll give you a
1: tip. And this is not a fun tip. It's not, it's not an exciting tip, but it's one that'll work. Yeah, go on we all want to have goals we all want to have the million pounds as you say or or million dollars as we say here in the us and those are great but what i like is to have a process some way that i can just keep working on my stuff every single day Mm. When I really turned the corner with Mixergy is when I went to Argentina and I committed to doing an interview every single day. If I wasn't feeling like it, I would do it anyway. If I felt excited, I would sit and have to calm down and do the interview. If I Mm. didn't have a guest, I would go out there and hustle last minute to get a guest. Even if the guest was someone just in my audience who was going to turn around and interview me, I would make sure we'd have it. And the Mm. reason that that's helpful is when you have that process that just keeps pushing you along. When you're not feeling it, you're going to keep working. When you are, when, when people want to distract you, they could see that there's a mission and a process that you're, that you're on and they could, they, they could understand what you're trying to do.
0: I mean, but what, what what's it like though in, in the, the first stages, because it's always the level one, which is the hardest, you know? So how did you kind of get through that level one of, of doing, you know, the first two or three consistently? I mean I'm, The
1: consistency know? happened when I committed publicly to doing it every single day, every weekday. I said, I will do an interview every weekday. Yeah. And frankly, if you go back and listen to the old, old, those old interviews, you'll see I complain. No one's listening. And mm-hmm. people, the person who I was interviewing would hear me say something like that. And they try to make me feel better. Oh, no, don't worry, Andrew. People are listening. No one was freaking listening. But it didn't yeah. matter because I was getting better at it. I was working on how to deal with my frustrations when I couldn't get the question out. I was working on dealing with what to do when the person suddenly clammed up, what to do when the person didn't like me in the interview, how to make things a little more interesting for them, for myself. And then I was also publishing it every day and pushing myself to figure out how can I get someone to to even watch this every day. Mm -hmm. And so it was every Uh, single day. I was just talking to my buddy Neville uh who's a copywriter and and he said that he saw what i did back then and he was inspired by it and he said he wants to be a copywriting teacher he wants to show other people a a a consultant um a leader in the copywriting space and he said what he committed to doing was doing consulting every day a hundred consultations at least he committed to doing and he put it up on the calendar and he asked people to come in and and do it and he's noticing that he's getting better and better with each one of them and it's not Mm. just about the content that he has to work on but he has to figure out is an hour the perfect time to teach someone how to do it or do i need to get get a whole day or do i need to have less than an hour he figured out that an hour and a half an hour 40 minutes he can help someone with their copywriting all that stuff allows you to improve daily and that's what we I mean, want because your site it's still not as nice as it should be but yeah you can you can now obsess over it and feel bad about it or you can say every day i'm going to come in in the morning and i'm going to think of another way that i can change it i'm going to think of another way that i can improve it
0: definitely definitely and uh yeah i mean i was going to say just you know for some audience who might not be familiar with Mixergy in, in the first place um, i don't want you to really break it down cuz i feel like i've already you know introduced it you know you interview entrepreneurs all over, all from all across the board um, and you talk business um and you, you and you talk about their life story and their journey as well but yes. your your main mission is to to help you know other startup entrepreneurs and people who've already learned those lessons from already successful
1: And help them more importantly actually build up their companies. I used to say in those interviews and we also do courses, one day someone who's listening will go out there and start a company and come back. And I I was hoping it was true but I didn't have any proof. Today I see Mm. it all the time, Mm. all the time. Derek, the founder of Next Step China, just happened to be in San Francisco recently. He came to the office and he said one of the best things I ever did was sign up to be part of Mixergy. He said at the Mm -hmm. time he wasn't sure what to do with his company. He wasn't sure what to do with his life. But he signed up for Mixergy. He listened to those interviews. He took those courses to heart. And as a result, he now has a successful company which allows anyone who comes into China to be onboarded into China, so to speak, where he integrates them. He helps them find a place to live. He helps them get um, figure out how to just maneuver in a new country, which language and culture might be completely different from theirs. But he's helping them because I was able to do something with Mixergy back then. By improving uh, myself, I was mean, able how, to
0: help him improve. How do how do you feel when when someone tells you that, you know, you were such a core component to them doing doing what they're doing?
1: I'll be honest with you. What I'd like to say to you is I feel great and I do but at the yeah. same time I feel a little bit embarrassed of the compliment and mm. I also – part of me feels like this is not enough. Mm. I was just um, at a conference last night and I, when I was done with my part, I came out and people all told me about how great the, I did that night and how they love Mixergy and they were customers of Mixergy and all that stuff. And I was so shocked and as I was texting my wife about it, I realized the reason I was shocked that anyone's listening is because in my head, if I'm walking around through San Francisco where I live now and someone's not coming up to me every five minutes and saying I love Mixergy, then I'm a failure. And so there's like this very um, black and white uh, evaluation.
0: Do you feel you're you're just affecting too small a number of people? You're just affecting the kind of San Francisco techie crowd, which is already entrepreneurially influenced anyway.
1: And and even in this small crowd, I don't feel I'm big enough.
0: Dude, yeah. I did
1: not start this thing to just touch the life of one person or one room full of people. I hate to say it, and maybe this is arrogant, maybe I need to come up with something better, something that's, smaller, more modest, cool. but cool, I want big impact. I want big.
0: Listen, like, I know you're friends with Gary Ray and Chuck, of course, I mean, that's how we... He's met. the one so, who introduced us, yes. And, and I know that must be one of the kind of inspirations uh, and and as well as yes. you know the other entrepreneurs that you've you've um you've interviewed so do you feel that that kind of association in terms of you know because for me like associating with you like that's that's a big that's a big fucking deal i mean it's my podcast i can swear yes uh, and you know what i mean do you feel like that that association of, of upper levels just raises the vision and it raises the bar like constantly you know and that's what sh- we should always be seeking to do
1: you know it it so does and i it's not so mu- it's not so much raising the bar with him but the way that he treats me and did for years and treats people privately keeps reminding me that uh, how i want to treat other people yeah. because i remember when i first interviewed him and i said something like do you want to check the headline or something? He didn't really know me, but he mm. or someone in his company emailed me back and said, no, of course we trust you. You're a great person. You know, The way that they respond to those little things made um, me want to – made me care about them the way that before he ever met me that he once sent me a direct message it said something like andrew when are we drinking vino back when i was just getting started when no one noticed <laughs> it, it was like when are we gonna have vino i showed that direct message to my wife
0: i said look gary vaynerchuk knows that i exist
1: <laughs> That's such a dorky thing i should never admit that i care about
0: that I, but I, I did i'll tell you i'll tell you a crazy story how i even kind of you know uh, got into Jerry Venture and met him. You know, I knew about him, of course, before, but in August, when he was doing that um, that video chat thing for his new book and he was talking to other people, like, I stayed on the line, you know, I was waiting there. It was American time, so it was, like, 4 a.m. over here. And then he was, he, you know, he, I came on and I was like, oh, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, like, hey, we were talking, yeah? And because it was 4 a.m. here, like, my mum came down the stairs and she was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, we're trying to sleep here. And I was like, yo, mom I'm talking to Gary Vee. And then he was like laughing. He's like, who's that? I'm like, yeah, it's my mom. And then he's like, I get mom on the phone. And my mom came. She's like, hi, and shit. And it was so funny. And he was like, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, I respect you. And I was like, I always remember that. And then when his event came, he came to London, like three months later. And he's like, I came and I was volunteering the an event. And it's like he remembered, like he remembered everything about that, you know, and, and like he remembered me and we was probably down, we was talking and shit for five minutes. And he was like, Yeah, and it was like that. That kind of authenticity and that realness, you know, if we had more people like that, you know, what I mean, doing that, then the 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 kinetic effect I feel like it would have on the world and everyone, and that and that's what I try and do, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with here, and then hopefully someone else can take it on, and you know, I feel like that that's what will really change, you know, the world, and that's why I feel it's important for for young entrepreneurs as, you know, what I mean, the next generation. You know, you, you know, you Gary Vaynerchuk, and, and you know the, the entrepreneurs. You got your website, your 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 experience, your veterans. You know, what I'm saying we sh- we should learn from you, but at the same time, we got to take it on and keep this moving. You know, so yeah, that was, that was just a little little monologue there. I didn't want to go off, but, uh, but I, get yeah, it. I mean, And you, you know what? Said, there was like, a
1: time when I would have been really cynical. If I were listening to you, I would have said. Ah, uh, it's just hero worship, and it's empty, and it's hero worship of a guy get named Gary who's probably taking advantage of people while he pretends that he's really nice. Mm, I used mm. to believe that. The one inter- mm. not about Gary necessarily, but in general, the one thing I noticed doing a mixergy is the people who really have made it are completely themselves in public and private. What they project is who they really are. Mm. The people who I I realize when I start talking to before we do an interview who who don't real who are, who are faking it. Who yeah. pretend and are not really successful? The people who aren't really successful often are the ones who are big pretenders. I'll give you an example. Yeah, I had this one guy I was supposed to interview him, and his his message to me on uh, via email is something about how he was incredibly successful, and he makes other people successful, and he's really rich. Like who tells yeah. you that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and when I started just chatting with him on Skype, I can tell that that. He wasn't. He was unsure of himself. He had nothing going on and he was hoping that by doing an interview on Mixergy and telling people that he was rich, that they would yeah. buy into his stuff and buy his nonsense. Like buy into his mm-hmm. message and then buy his nonsense. And I could tell that. But it was more than that. He was dressed really nicely and then his cat moved somewhere on the screen and he went to chase the yeah. cat and I looked and he was in his underwear under his nice under his nice <laughs> jacket and, and uh, shirt and when the camera tilted away I could see he just had like a nice decent backdrop but the place was a wreck that's the thing that I've noticed the people who really made it are genuinely themselves the guys like Gary Vaynerchuk guys who are trying like who are still insecure trying to take advantage of people are are the ones who are inauthentic
0: exactly and it's not and it, and it won't last I mean it's just the people who I've read and, you know, one other person that I really admire is, is James Altucher. Yes. Uh, and I read his book, you know, choose yourself. And that there's books that, you know I mean? Change your thinking. And there's books that will never be the same. And I read that book and it was like, wow, this is, this is it. Like, and this is how it is. And I, I sent him an email and I told him, I was like, you're that book. And he emailed me back and I, you know what I mean? And, that just I just respect that so much. And and I realized if I really wanted to do this, and if I really wanted to help young entrepreneurs, that I would have to put out everything and lay out everything on the line and no bullshit and, and just be myself 100%. Complete like, with Jacob. your
1: mother coming on camera while you're doing an interview <laughs> about how successful you want people to be. I, I like it. You should actually let her come on there. All right, let me ask you this. Uh, the reason that we want to do this is you started to ask me questions and I said, well, why don't we just record it for other people? Whatever questions you have right now about how to do these kinds of interviews, how to reach someone who you who you want to get to know other yeah. people going to have the same questions. So hit me with questions that we can that will answer your issues and will also be useful to the people in the audience. What do you got?
0: Okay. I feel like okay, we'll do my questions after. We'll start with, you know, the audience general questions which I think will be really helpful for people. Okay. Connect, connections. Connecting connecting with people on a real higher level. You've done it. I mean what how do you go about it what's the first step Say you see say oh, i'm World, glad with, you
1: asked with, me about that yeah. because there's a lot of bs that people spread out there and i know because i bought a lot of those junky books i remember buying a book i said i want to have rapport with people no one no one likes me no one gets me i don't even know how to start a conversation with them i like rapport so i went into the bookstore barnes and noble and bo- pulled out a copy of a book um something like nlp for or uh, instant rapport i think that might be the name <laughs> And you know what it was about? You see how yeah. you're kind of sitting like this? The book would, yeah. The book said, sit like this, the way the person does. And you know how you're uh, breathing a certain <laughs> way? You're laughing. I'm supposed to be laughing just like I've you. Done,
0: right? I've done like a free NLP course. It was a couple of years ago. It was ago. like that. And yeah.
1: I, I don't mean to put it down. I'm not saying yeah. that it doesn't work. What I'm saying is yeah. it wasn't enough for me. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that that superficial stuff didn't do much for me. But what did do was going the exact opposite and going really deep and really personal. Instead of, instead of being surface and imitative – Going deep and personal. And so if you watch some of my interviews, sometimes you'll you'll see me say things that make you cringe about how I felt insecure in high school, how I tried to approach someone and she was not interested in me, how I felt like a loser. And because of that, that's why I'm still fighting to this day. If I get more and more personal like that, what I found is it allows other people to not just get to know me but sometimes get to see a little bit of themselves in it. And that's what I think builds real rapport. And Definitely. I'm one of the few people on the planet who has his conversations transcribed. I have a professional transcription company transcribe every one of my interviews. Yeah. I also have a coach who goes can with-
0: we just, Can we just go just back and touch on that say, why, why do you do that? Why do you transcribe interviews? Because-
1: I'll tell you in a minute, but let me just finish this thought and I'll tell you okay. that because yeah, I thought on, this. One of the things that I do is I have my coach go through the transcripts with me and I say, why did that person open up with me? And what okay. we've realized is, If you look down in the transcript and someone suddenly opens up, it's often because up, up, up in the transcript, I opened up. I opened up. I created an environment where they could open up later on. It's never an instant, and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I could open up and the person doesn't. But when you open up, if you really want people to open up and connect with you and relate to you and build rapport with them, find a way to open up really about yourself. I'm not saying it in a weird way. You'll know when it makes sense, but do yeah. it when it does. Right, you want to know why I, tra- why I have transcripts? I yeah, have transcripts even though I fought against them for years because who, who reads an interview? And frank, frankly, I didn't want to spend money because I was just getting started and I didn't want Mixergy to uh, to be in the hole. I always want Mixergy to, to be able to survive on its own. <clears throat> yeah. So I fought it and then Neil Patel said, do you know what you're doing? SEO is going to be so powerful for you if you do the transcripts. (laughs) And I fought it and I fought it. And finally when Mixergy started to bring in some money, I said, all right, I'll pay for a transcript. I found Mm -hmm. this company, speechpad.com. They're dependable. The prices made sense. I could afford them. So I went for them. And –
0: so, yeah. so, do you do it for, so do you do it for SEO purposes or for like the review kind of analyzing? I did it
1: because purpose. I got tired of telling people why I won't do it, and <laughs> and finally there was enough money to pay for it. I mean, it's a consistent yeah. expense. Every single interview is transcribed. Yeah. That costs money. I wouldn't suggest to someone that they start off with that. I'd suggest starting off with the simplest thing you could do. Remember how I yeah. said you want to do something over and over and over? That's one yeah. of the reasons why you don't want to, why you don't want to take um, why you don't want to, why you don't want to go for the gold every single time you want constant constant improvement you can maintain yeah, that you know it's that's like that's if you're it. running if you want to run a marathon you don't go out there the first day trying to do a marathon what you do is you start out yeah. with like a three-miler maybe a two-miler then you build on it And then some days you have real big leaps and you make it yeah. to 12 miles or half marathon. And then you go back a little bit because maybe you have an off day. And then you go back and then you continue to go forward until you get to
0: 26.2. I mean, it's what they say, you know what I mean? The longest journey starts with, you know, the first step.
1: And it, uh, what they should also say is that it continues with another step the next day and another day yeah. and another and another and more than you'll then you'll have the patience to even yeah. do. But you have to find that patience.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was feeling, but actually, I would like to just go back a little bit on the point because... When I asked, you know, how do you connect? I I didn't mean like, of course, in the interview and you mean you know, how do I, I get
1: people know, to say yes to do an like, interview? Yeah,
0: like like literally, like you know, what 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 do you not the exact words you say in the email or or the phone call or you know, like what's your process? That's that's what I kind of meant.
1: The process at its very early age was me reaching out to a friend and asking for an interview. Someone who I knew, someone who I used to maybe work with. Um, and then when I did the interview with them, I would ask for a referral. Often, if you go back to my early interviews, I, you heard me ask for referrals and I stumbled yeah. at first. I would say, who do you think I should I mean, interview? I
0: mean, what, let's put a hypothetical. What if you didn't know anyone? Like, of course you know someone. Okay. But what but if I didn't, didn't know, know anyone a, at all? An entrepreneur or something, you know, what, what if you were starting from the real bottom and you was just. Uh, I'm in my house in somewhere. That's a good point. You know, middle yes. of nowhere, and I want to speak to Andrew Warner. How do I? How do I do that?
1: First thing I would do is just send an email to Andrew Warner, and I would say, "Can I interview you on this date for this site? Yeah. Keep it short, and you'll get a response." Yeah.
0: Probably. But what, but what about you? Know you're a nice guy. What about I'm a nice guy. Most
1: that? people would probably ignore it or not say anything. That's totally fine. Just yeah. have it in the inbox. But um, actually, I would even start off with people who you do know. There's got to be yeah. a boss who you really admire, who you're almost too embarrassed to ask to do an interview. That's the guy I would go to. There's got to be yeah. a friend who's doing something. That's the guy to go to. No one knows nobody. We all know someone who we admire. And right, I, would look, start I, with I, I was
0: just throwing out the hypothetical, of course, um, because, because that's how people feel that. Um. Um. Because uh, you know, I felt like that before. You know, I'm just some random guy from you know the south side of Essex in the UK. You know how how am I going to speak to my heroes and my idols? What, what what right do I have? I don't have those connections. You know, uh, and just kind of breaking that down, breaking it. You know, taking. It you can find their
1: to... email address. I've got a any anyone who's listening to this and you I can give you a form that you can use that will help you find anyone's email address (laughs) finding email addresses are not tough these days what you want to do is just send them a clear email asking for something very clearly. Most people who are embarrassed will write paragraph after paragraph trying to justify their place in the world and then trying to justify what they're asking and then deep in that justification is a request and then again it's followed up with more justification. The person they're asking doesn't have the time to read all that and doesn't understand what, where the request is. Be very clear and ask for what you want,
0: right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's very, very good advice. Um, and, and I think that goes across the board, you know, not just interviews, but where you yes. want to reach out and, and connect with someone, someone that you admire and that, that you respect. I remember, um, you know, Lewis Howes, um, he said this on his podcast, what he used to do, he used to go onto LinkedIn and then just people that he admired said, hey, um, you know, I really like what you're doing. Could we have like a cup of coffee or something? And, and, you know, he got a lot of feedback from that. And that's kind of what started him off. Um, so that's and just accept like, that that's you're it. going
1: to be rejected. You will be rejected. Your your numbers might be at first something like one in twenty, and then it'll mm. be one in fifteen who might say yes, and then one in ten. And before you know it, more people will be asking you.
0: Mm. Okay, I, I, can we move on to a bit of like technical, you know, issues in terms of if anyone wants to do this, and um, I feel like podcasting is something that um, I'm not sure like people that my age really understand. Mm-hmm it's much. too
1: complicated and it's 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 too tough to set the whole thing up much tougher than it should be and frankly one of the reasons why it's tough is because there just aren't that many people who want to do it who want to who, there aren't that many people who even listen to podcasts go ask anyone on the street do you know how to listen to a podcast they won't even know what it is podcasting frankly is a medium failed it, <laughs> it, it did and so it's not about podcasting itself, I think. I think it's about how do you just get that interview online? And maybe mm. it's just a blog. Maybe it's on a YouTube channel using Google, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Google Hangouts. It's hey, just hangouts, about how yeah. do you publish it online. And it doesn't have to be a podcast. I would consider podcast just one channel.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what, what is your kind of, what is the underlying benefit of, of interviewing someone? For know? me or for them? For, for for you, for a person who's like you know, of course I want to you know hear this person, I want to learn from them. But what is the real underlying benefit for me to go into? interview? Not from like a selfish perspective, but we all have to be getting an exchange out of something, you know?
1: Yeah, I think I think we do need to think a little bit selfishly when it comes to doing interviews. What is it? What is it that's in it for us? And then the other people who are listening will get to kind of benefit. I remember um, I forget what it was. It was a teacher in the ghetto who used to teach her students. You know what? You are going to be um. Marva Collins. Marva Collins. She used I'm to scared. tell her students, you're going to work hard and the boss will not appreciate it. The boss may never even understand that you do it, but that's not why you work hard. You Work hard for yourself and the boss happens to benefit. You work yeah. hard for yourself. And so I'm working hard for in these interviews for myself and the audience happens to benefit. And so uh, I can give you such a long list of, of benefits that I get from it, I can tell you that, uh, um, just, a get, per- just
0: give me your top three, you know, let's just do top three sure. and go kind of in depth with them a little bit. Sure.
1: Um, I had some trouble with, uh, getting traffic to my site back yeah. when I was, before I did interviews, I didn't know who to talk to, but because I do interviews, one of the people who I interviewed was Chris Wilson, who happens to be one of the top traffic people on the planet. Yeah. I just, I emailed him and I said, can you jump on a call with me? Um, I want to ask you a few questions about, about how to get traffic. I got on a call with him. He gave me a list so long of what I could do that it was like <laughs> personal consultation from him. And, so, and it's because we kind of bonded, right? Yeah. Um, one of the people who I interviewed is um, Jason Calacanis, an early interview. He oh, doing... yeah.
0: Um, we used to watch that. This Week in Startups. Yep. Yep.
1: And so Jason Calacanis was doing the Launch launch Fest, a conference. And he needed somebody to uh, to help host part of the event, to do yeah. interviews on stage with venture capitalists. He said, Andrew, oh, yeah. I know you. Would you do this for me? Yeah. That opportunity wouldn't come if, if I was just a guy online. But we're talking for an hour. Look, I'm looking at you in the face. You're looking at me in the face. We're yeah. going to connect, right? In some way, I'm going to, while we're talking, pay attention to how your hair looks, to how you talk, yeah. to get to know Definitely. you, right? That's not the kind of thing that happens in just an email exchange. We're staring at each other for an hour. So that's another benefit that comes out of it. And I could say that in addition to it, there's there's the legacy. I feel that people are going to listen to these interviews hundred years from now to get a sense of what the what the tech world was like, what the thinking was. I think they're going to be studying this. In fact, I, I shouldn't say I think they're going to be studying this. One of the people in my audience was a Harvard professor who said, "Can I?" I can't believe he would even ask. Said, "Can I print out your transcript to give it to my students?" He was very ethical. I said, "Are you kidding me?" Of course. <laughs> and so, and old so he. Print, the, I think I might have even the, had to buy him a transcript computer. because I was so eager for him to have it. And at the time, I wasn't trans, uh, transcribing. So yeah. it's a bunch, a bunch of different benefits that come from that, and the benefit of knowing that you know people who who are listening are actually on uh, on the right path, who are now building successful companies. I can't tell you how many successful entrepreneurs started out by listening to Mixergy that was their entry into the world and it's not BS you can see them on Mixergy saying because of Mixergy I'm here
0: I think I think. I mean let me just take a a slight deviation I mean I'll come back to you know the technical question later, but the power of of media and the power of things that you watch and you listen to and shaping your thinking and personally like I've experienced this books that I've read Entrepreneurial videos that I watched. I mean, this is the whole inspiration behind GOTB is to bring this media To the next generation of young entrepreneurs who have started and and who have yet to start Or, or who are not even thinking about starting but deep down in their heart like it's there, you know Can you, can you kind of break down the power of media?
1: I mean the power that the person who creates media has?
0: Not the power, like just the power of the content is so uh, ok on on influencing thinking yesterday I again,
1: of... I was at this I was at this uh, event. And the person sitting in the front row was Jason Evanosh and he had a book on the floor. in the world of yeah. iPads and the world of Kindles and the world of everything, he had an old paper book that he read yeah. for four years in a row. And I know it was four years in a row because he writes on the in the paper the date yeah. that he finishes reading this book every year. The book was written by an author who's been dead over, I don't know, what, 50, 60 years? Dale Carnegie.
0: Oh yeah. Which How to win friends, and influence, to friends and influence people. Yeah. He is still
1: <laughs> still influencing Jason, a guy in the tech space today, a guy whose life he can't possibly have imagined considering, you know, all that's changed over the last few years. He's still influencing him. Yeah. When you look at Eric Reese, Eric Reese hasn't been day to day in the startup world the way that he was years ago. But yeah. how many times do you see people say, I'm building my company the lean startup way? Lean, a lot, right? Lean
0: startup methodology. Right? It's, it's, that's, that's effectively revolutionized, you know, the way people think about tech and, and it's made it so accessible. So, I mean, just creating... I mean, Seth Godin had a nice quote and it's like one I always like. It's like, a book is like a souvenir of an idea and and effectively it's like, the media, the content you produce, it comes from deep in your heart and it's a souvenir. something that you want to pass on to other people and that can change, you know I mean? Change their life effectively, you know? So that's, you know, I just wanted to get it out, you know, to, to people who are listening like that. That's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to inspire people and educate people, but entertain people at the same time, you know? Cause I think it's all part of the package. <laughs> um. So, I mean, let's get back to the technical thing. Just just briefly, we're just going to talk about technical equipment. Um, what what microphone are you using? <laughs> I need that mic. That's what uh, I'm say. <laughs> I'm
1: using the Rode Podcaster. And the reason yeah. I've got the Rode Podcaster, it's I used to love the Blue Yeti. Mm-hmm. And I, I put it right on my desk and I had the same problem that I think you're having today, which is my comp- my laptop's fan was making noise and the mic picked it up. And yeah. so it created a hum. And today I have a much quieter computer, but I I still bought the mic before I got the quieter computer. And the reason I got this was it elevated uh, the mic. The stand that comes along with it elevated the yeah. mic away from the fan.
0: Well, I mean, if you was just starting, because I, you know, you're you're in. The, you're I would in talk big right into these. the computer if I were just starting, <laughs> I don't know if and I could I did. that yet. But what what would you recommend? Right into the computer.
1: Know. I would use Google Hangouts because it's free, and I would talk right into the computer, no mic. Yeah. I even tell my guests, you'll see, they don't have headsets. Usually I ask you to have one because we were getting an Echo, but usually there's no Echo. I just tell them, don't have earphones, don't have a mic, just talk. And it's it's not ideal. I, ideal, we'd all be in studio together, but it's it's a way to continue and to do it day after day after day.
0: Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I, I did an interview on Google Hangout. Hey, the only reason I'm against this is because the, the, the server cut. Like halfway in between, and it just kind of ruined the whole thing. And the footage was so, you know, like uh, uh, I couldn't even use it, you know. So that just kind of put me off Google Hangouts. But you know, maybe I have to go back and give it, give it another try. Um, uh, apart from that, you know, any other uh, pieces of equipment, you know, if you want, what what are the essential equipment that you need that you feel?
1: I think the mic is really important. I think a computer without a lot of junk, we all tend to add lots and lots of programs and I hate to say it, but even on a Mac, those programs seem to cause problems. And so now I, I'm speaking to you on a computer that I have I don't allow anything on except what's absolutely essential for doing interviews. And so, so that kinda bad me, helps. I
0: need to close all my windows, man. I'm slipping out here.
1: Shutting those <laughs> windows will help. But your connection's been really good and you're in Essex, right? So you're pretty yeah. far from me and connection's great.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all lessons, you know, I'm I'm learning, you know, we all learn as we go along. Um,
1: actually, I don't even think so, the distance matters that much. It creates a little, I don't even know if it does create a significant... I mean, where, where are
0: you, actually? I'm in
1: San Francisco now. I moved here about I'm, a year oh, ago. Oh, yeah.
0: Sorry, you did say earlier, yeah. So, I mean, what's the time out there? Just just out of interest, even though this is going out on podcast. Quarter to anyway? 4
1: p.m. What else do we got bit. forget
0: the time what else like what's your your pressing issue okay. you're creating these stu- okay. these
1: things what's the most what? what's the thing that keeps you up at night what what makes you say if i can't get this then maybe it's not going to work out
0: i i feel like this is um i feel you know i i don't feel too stressed now okay know? i feel like we're going forward we're pushing forward this is the start you know we're starting podcasts. podcast you know, we're going to video in about two or three weeks, and we're going to have to. Why week. don't you go to video with me? I'll be your first video. Don't even be po- No, no, no. no I, mean, I mean, like, location, on location video. Okay, all right. With, now, I'm going to put this out as well, of course, the video. As soon as this. possible,
1: can you get it up on YouTube?
0: Yeah, we're going to be getting up on YouTube. We'll get this up on YouTube and get the location video. Who's going to edit it? YouTube. You're going to edit it? Pardon? Are you going to edit it? No, I, I'm working with someone. and uh, This person's going to edit it. He, he's a he's a professional. He he like works with video and stuff like that. So he's gonna edit it.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna give you two two video files. One of you, one of me, with yeah. your audio on your video. My audio is on my video, and your friend's gonna edit it together. Okay. All right, and then we can have it up within a week. Yeah.
0: yeah All right, we can do
1: that. Good. We're gonna uh, just keep. Okay. This is gonna be like a freaking train. Every time I talk to you, there's gonna be something new on there. What else is worrying you? So now the next thing that's gonna happen is here's here's the next problem. You're going to want people to come and see my interview, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And so you're going to tweet it out and you're going to ask your friends to see it and you're going to ask your friends to tweet it out. Maybe you'll ask yeah. your friends to tweet it out. Maybe you'll feel like it's too much effort. But you might yeah. or might not ask me. The important thing yeah. to do is to ask me to tweet it out. Okay. But if I tweet it out, you don't want me to just have a tweet to my followers that says, you've got to think of it from my point of view. If I email my followers and say, I was on this guy's site, no one's going to care. I'm yeah. on my side all the time, so you yeah. have to think of what's the hook. What is going to make my followers want to come over to your site, and maybe then I you feed jab, that tweet to me. For,
0: I'll go for a nice jab out there. You know what I'm saying? What maybe is it? Yeah. Get like a, a picture. You know what I'm saying? Get like a little quote that you had on there, or, or you know, because that will go in a Twitch stream, or maybe edit like a little five-minute clip. You know, because there's probably keep a it good light. Don't do, You don't
1: want too much work. A nice headline is easier. Headline, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can edit quickly, I can edit fairly quickly. But even I, can, I don't. I want can edit.
0: Like, I can edit myself. I can. I can use Photoshop. Um I completely forget. Adobe One. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. That's my program. Yeah. So okay. I can use it. I can do it. It's not. So that that's hard. the
1: next thing you want to find, and and that's important like, to think about when you're interviewing someone. How can I get that person to tweet? What am I going to say in that headline that's going to make him want to tweet it out, and then make his followers want to come out? We're living mm. in a world where everyone has followers. All your interviewees have followers. You want mm. them to tweet that stuff out. All right. So now people come to the site. They're going to see me. How do we get them to remember you and come back to you? Because there's the next problem. They see me and they like me. They might walk away thinking, oh, that Andrew's good. He was on some interview site with some guy. They, I don't mm. know what they're going to remember. They might just remember that you happen to be a black guy in the tech space that Andrew interviewed or, or was interviewed by Andrew. <laughs> I'm
0: not interviewed in the tech space.
1: You don't know. You just You don't know what's on their minds. How do we get them to not brush over – or is it brush over? To not overlook you and to stick around and come back and see what are you going to do next. It's not yet with your – it's not yet with the crazy things that you say because you haven't figured out those crazy things yet. So maybe it's on site we need something that will get them. I don't know what that answer is but we need some way to get them to come back to you.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's something to think about. I mean I've I've got – it depends if people like my writing. You know, I've got some blogs, articles on there. I feel like my writing is improving. Okay. Um, every day and and I feel like So we need their
1: other know. writing to be in their face. When they see me, they need to be aware of your other writing if that's what you think is gonna be is gonna be the hook. Yeah. I like it and I uh, like your I like your um I like your motivation and your ambition. I like that you have a list of quotes here on the site, like Norman Vincent Peale, change your thoughts and change the world. Eleanor Roosevelt is on here, quotes. I mean, these are the kinds of things that we entrepreneurs, we, um, uh, um, the ambitious, this is the stuff we gravitate to. And so, yeah, Yeah. I can see that some way of you communicating that fire. What
0: what what we're doing with that as well, we're going to put that into like a graphic. So so it's like, it'll, it'll be white on black text. As, as like a kind of image so it will kind of okay. stand out and it will be like the first thing that you see as you come onto the home page okay because it's like our kind of manifesto so okay. as soon as you come you can see like this is what we're about and if you're about the same thing then hopefully you you stay on that and sign up to the newsletter and keep coming back on, and and join and become involved in a movement okay you know so, um, so that's one thing. I, I don't know how that will go down, but you know, we'll give it a shot.
1: What else? Maybe it's something. I see that you have an email uh, collection box from MailChimp on the right corner, on the right uh, mm-hmm. margin. Yeah. It says, one cool, interesting, inspirational content. Sign up here. I don't think anyone wants cool and interesting, inspirational content. They want other content that happens to be inspiring. What do we give them that makes mm-hmm. them really want to give you their email address?
0: Mm. Well, what I'm doing with that newsletter, I'm putting in like just – like just sick videos that i find across the web you know what i mean like okay you know like eric thomas or you know spoken word artists or you know like inspirational music from you know different kind of modern okay. genres like hip-hop and the house and stuff like that stuff that i like really that get i need get that motivate and get you going but I, how do i like kind of say how do you that communicate that and get space? them
1: to do it i don't know that's one of the challenges you're going to have how do you do that by the way, as you're saying inspirational music, and you're describing the kind of music you're into, I wish that there was a Spotify uh, playlist like that. Sometimes I just need that.
0: Mm. Well, what I'm doing? I'm, I, have you heard of eight track? You, you must eight tracks.
1: Yes, the website. Yes.
0: Yeah, the playlist website. Well, what I want to do like quite soon is uh, put up like just inspirational eight tracks, and kind of you know use that as a as a means of. Promoting ourselves and creating a little playlist for you—you you can just listen to, get inspired by, maybe go to the gym but if you're feeling down. You can play these songs because that was one of my old ideas: hip hop inspires, like inspirational hip hop music. So I've got like a large collection of songs like that, <laughs> which I can utilize now. So I get that. Um, and yeah, so I what mean, else? We we'll want. see I mean, we're coming with the our, our our videos. I mean, the video was the big thing for me. And it was a big deal, especially, I feel, for people of my generation who find it difficult to read long things and find it difficult to maybe listen to such a long podcast is to get, like, a video, you know, that is relatively decent-looking and and has the three E's, let's call it, entertainment, um, engagement, and education, Yeah, you know? and, And to get, like, a video like that and get it in front of people,
1: and keep it and short to, you're saying because you, they don't have the long attention span yeah i think you're right yeah
0: and 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 you know seth goldin says like you you scale trust you know so we start short and then the more people start feeling doesn't believe in in what we're doing and, and, and becoming part of you know the movement we can eventually build up you know and and, and lengthen things and, and try new things which is that's that's kind of my vision for it you know all so, right
1: All right, how do we do here?
0: Yeah, good. This is this has been uh, an amazing conversation. I didn't even get to like anything I wrote down. But really,
1: (laughs) is there one thing that you want to that you want to get to before we end?
0: Um, No, we can. Can we just do a couple things? Yeah, hit me. Go lightning round. This is this is the young entrepreneur show, you know. So I feel like we should talk about young entrepreneurship, you know, and young entrepreneurs in general. Having you know you must you've come across young entrepreneurs. I I read um I listened to my interviews and you said a, a guy it was called Anil and he used to listen to your interviews and um, he used to come to your office. I think you said and so you've had you know experience and connection with you know people between the ages of twenty eight and and I've seen your interview with Team Business Forum. Like what is your uh, opinion of the next generation of entrepreneurs? And, and when I say that I mean what do you think that they do right and maybe. What do you think that they're kind of lacking that you've seen?
1: You know, it's, it's interesting. Everyone keeps calling the next generation slackers because they expect everything to be handed to them, just like their parents patted them on the back. Even when they failed at scoring a goal, they expect life to do the same thing. I don't buy into that. I think that they're doing great. I think that they're exactly mm. the same as the people be- be- behind them. You mm. know, in the 80s, the people who were in their early 20s were the young guns on Wall Street who had all kinds of creative ideas to to make money big and to change companies and to buy them and sell them and all that stuff. And they were younger than they should have been and they ended up doing more than they were expected to have done. Mm. And then the next generation was called Generation X and they were supposed to be the generation that stood for nothing, that was capable of nothing. That's why they were X. We don't even know what they are. But they surprise everyone. In their mm. 20s, they end up building up companies. They happen to be software companies. They happen to be internet companies and they happen to do extremely well and they shook the world up and then everything changed. Then after that you end up with younger people again guys like mark zuckerberg guys like uh, the, the instagram people and the pinterest people who come in and they were younger than they're supposed to be and they change things by not conforming it's all the same thing forget yeah, it the, the, the odd thing is that even though there are all these examples of people who did it really early i still talk to people who are 19 18 20 years old who say how do i overcome my age like they have to overcome their age like that's a problem that's like saying how do I overcome my damn good looks and my brains? I don't know what to do about it.
0: I I, I feel that's a problem, and I'm I've, I've not saying that as a as a. I'm saying I've experienced that myself. Like I feel that myself. I feel that. Oh my God, I'm twenty. You know, I'm twenty-four, 24. twenty-five. You know, experienced people to listen to me. Like, will they take me seriously because I'm so young, and they're gonna think who is this young guy trying to talk to them? You know, I I, I feel that myself. You know, um. So I I feel that's an issue that. Hopefully you I say ask you something that, to them.
1: When yeah. I sometimes talk on Mixergy about how I have this hole in my life that I'm trying to patch up with success, do you yeah. identify with that? It looks like everything went well for you. When you were 19, when you were in your in your early t- teens, did you feel like the outsider who had to barge his way into the system? Did you feel like no one cared about you and you were going to have to find a way to get them to pay attention?
0: No, I mean when I was nineteen, I was lost. To be honest, you were lost. No, see, I, don't, I, I never was... get the lost
1: part. I never was lost. I felt like right from an early age, I understood exactly where I was going. It must suck to be lost.
0: I was, I was lost, like, and I went through um, depression. You know, I went to university and I got kicked out of university after my first year, and and I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I read like entrepreneur biographies. You know, I used to read when I was like younger, and I started reading them again, and it was like. The whole thing of they came from nothing you know and they came from worse situations that i came from and it was always within me that kind of vision i always had vision like i could always see an idea you know and see i could always see the end goal you know it was very hard for me to actually get to the end goal and uh, you know we do the work and break through those mental barriers but i could always see the end goal so it was like if all you have to have is vision like that's one thing i've got so i have to work on my other skills and it was just kind of a journey from there, you know? And, it, it and so you were feeling same, lost and it was you
1: know? the entrepreneurship books, the ones about bio, the biographies of successful people that helped you find who you were and what poss, what possibilities there were in your world.
0: Yeah. Boom. And I feel it, like that's what your, you know, that's what Mixergy that's is. That's what Mixergy needs that's to what do. We're doing it's like, you know, audio video biographies effectively. You know? Yes.
1: I agree. By the way, did you notice how I did that?
0: Yeah. I see. Right. <laughs>
1: I think there are a lot of people who are cringing when I said this hole in my life, whatever. And then you had your own thing that maybe they, maybe it was leaving you a little exposed and maybe they could relate (laughs) to me, maybe they could relate to you. you, But when you're open, other people get to be more open. That's the answer right there.
0: That's a little little veteran two-step you pulled on me there.
1: You my friend are now a train. This train has started to take to to take off. This train has left the station. Most people don't even don't even leave the station. You left the station when you launched this website sooner than you were ready. The next step is to just keep going, to keep continuing, to continue by publishing more posts to continue by publishing this interview and to keep going even when you think the best that you can produce is not good enough even when you think the best you can create no one cares about it. even when you have this vision of how you're supposed to look on camera of how the intro should look of what i should say of what you should have said about the um that you, did, you shouldn't have said whatever you still have to publish just like a train cannot be stopped you cannot be stopped you have to keep publishing and now gary's looking at you i'm looking at you and your audience is looking at you and we're all rooting for you to keep on
0: going and we're all watching uh, thanks, this respect, is a great way to start. respect to anyone who's listening. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like we should end, but I do want to do one quick thing. Okay, it's me. It's going to be that old school association. We're going to play it. the association game. You know how it goes one word and then one word reply. So when I say entrepreneurship, what do you think? Me. <laughs> I love it. Fear.
1: Fear? Me.
0: <laughs> uh, uh. Uh. Okay. Media. Me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and this one, this one's gonna get you. Go on. Virgin- virginity. Ooh, too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Okay. Right. That's cool. I feel how, wait. How old were you? What
1: are you say? How old were you when you lost your... Anne Marie, is that an appropriate <sighs> ask? No. No. Uh is that
0: nineteen. Is that nineteen? Oh. Did it hurt? Yeah, Did you feel 19. like you, you
1: waited too long?
0: <sighs> it was uh, I went to old boy school for a long time, so yeah.
1: Did you feel yeah. like in the the I'll tell you how I felt. I actually felt like I wanted to wait a little bit longer. I felt like this whole sense of I read Judy Bloom books as a kid. I said, no, I have to wait for the true love and it has to be the perfect night and all yeah. you know? When I tell I, you that I, later on, I couldn't really date. I remember so, uh, talking to a therapist who said, Andrew, you got to stop making women so special. You have to just like you have to be more human. I said, aren't you supposed to tell me to, to make other people more special? I think you got to relax
0: uh it's you know it's true it's true it's one of those things you know i mean it does it does have an effect on you especially at that age i mean now like, i don't really i don't really give a fuck <laughs> it, you know but at that age it's, it's a big deal it's a big deal and it's just it's all part of that kind of pressures that you feel around that time to kind of fit in and do because everyone at that age if they're not doing it then they're saying they're doing it you that's know? what killed <laughs> me too and
1: that's the other thing you're right Everyone was pretending, and it wasn't until I got older that I realized they were all pretending. And the same Mm. thing happens around here. I'll go out for lunch with someone, and I'll ask them how they're doing, and they'll say, I'm crushing it. I am really killing it with my company. If I talk to them privately, I'll realize they're not all crushing it. They are, many of them, afraid like I am. They are, many of them, trying to figure it out. They are, many of them, really lost and confused, and they're not admitting it.
0: So comparing ourselves to what other people say is a problem. It's nothing wrong with just. Bringing that, you know, that realness out. I, I, respect, people who, who's real I right. respect people who who is real. I respect people who just say it how, how it is and say, say right. what they're really going through. Fist you know? bump right here. Let's, let
1: me get my camera up uh, right, no, there, cool, right there. Right cool, there. Cool. Boom. Get that. Yes. Get get that. <laughs> it's been great being here. I hope I get to see you in person. I hope people watch this and give you feedback so that they cheer you on along the way the way I am. And I thank you Gary Vaynerchuk you. for introducing me to you. And I'm looking forward to watching your, your career develop.
0: Yeah, listen, man, it's been a pleasure. I mean, if I was ever to have a first interview, I don't think I could have had a better guest, and I don't think I could have gone any better than this. And obviously, much respect to the living legend, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes. Shout out to all the Vayniacs. Jab, 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 right hook. (laughs) Out in stores right now. Go get that. Go cop that. Step your social media game up. (laughs) Thank uh, you, buddy. All right, bye. This has been uh, the LPB podcast. Been an honor. Andrew Warner of MixerG.com. Thanks very much, man. (laughs) <laughs> hey i hope you enjoyed enjoyed the show and uh, there's some things you can take away from that you know I, I learned a lot about fear about connecting with people and just about life in general um if you want to find out more go to gotb.tv and you can see what we're trying to do with this online media platform for young entrepreneurs. Uh, the link for the podcast is below, so you can subscribe in the iTunes store, or you can find us on SoundCloud. And um, I enjoyed listening, and here, yeah, if you want to get in touch, you can get at me personally, twitter.com dmenak, D-M-E-N-A-K, that'll be below. Um, and also gotb underscore tv that's our twitter link as well and you can email me dubem.menakaya at gmail.com you know what I'm saying I'm always trying to connect with people I'm always open whatever it's all good holla at me <laughs> you know what it is and listen we're going on this ride together so we'll see Yeah.